0: Hi, thanks so much for joining me today. Today, my message is Exalt Him. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are so good. We thank you that you're so in love with us, that you came to show us the Father, and you're still showing us the Father. We thank you and praise you that you want to teach us today to give us your revelation knowledge as to how to live well in his kingdom so that we can be true followers of yours. So that we're not mixed up and we don't get off track, but that we can be true followers of yours. So we're seeking, we're knocking, and we thank you and praise you, Lord, that you're opening the door to us. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God is so good. I'm so in love with him. I just love it when he gives us revelation knowledge and when he shows us his heart. And today I feel like he is showing us his heart. He's saying to exalt him. And he's saying that we get in these habits of just doing things and not really exalting him, not acknowledging him. And then um, we get in a place where we don't really understand what's going on in our lives or where he is or why we don't hear him and on and on and on. So I'm to read to you in Matthew 15, verse 8. Um, These people draw near to me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but their hearts hold off and are far away from me. And so Jesus was saying that um, Isaiah prophesied this and that it was true. And I just want to give you a little background. Um, The Pharisees said, Why do your disciples transgress and violate the rules handed down by the elders of the past? They do not practice washing their hands before they eat. And Jesus replied to them, why you also transgress and violate the commandment of God for the sake of rules handed down by your forefathers. And, you know, he's saying that to us today. We have all these rules and we live by hearsay. He said handed down by your forefathers, which means we don't have our own real relationship with God or we wouldn't be doing what someone else is doing. We'd be doing what the will of God is. He said in verse four, for God commanded, honor your father and your mother. And he who curses or rivals or speaks evil or abuses or treats improperly his father and mother, let him surely come to his end by death. But you say, if anyone tells his father or mother what you would have gained from me, that is money or whatever I have that might be used for helping you, is already dedicated as a gift to God. Then he is exempt and no longer under obligation to honor and help his father or his mother. So far, so for the sake of the tradition of the rules handed down by your forefathers, you have set aside the word of God, depriving it in force and authority and making it of no effect. Then he said, you pretenders, you hypocrites, admirably and truly did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, these people draw near to me with their mouths. And honor me with their lips, but their hearts hold off and are far away from me. Uselessly do they worship me, for they teach as doctrines and commands of men. So, you know, then Jesus called people to him and he started teaching. And I just know that God is saying to us today that we so easily go our own way and live by the world's way. And really, as Christians, he's calling us to live his way. To consult him, even, you know, to seek his way of doing and being right is really honoring him. And he's saying, if you honor me, if you come to me, then you're truly a disciple. You're truly after my way of doing and being right. But when we just go through the motions of being a Christian or we live by someone else's opinion, then we're really not honoring and exalting God. If we would honor him and exalt him, he's saying, I would honor and exalt you. And so in everything that we do, if we consult him, if we go to him, he's going to make our paths straight. But we have to have that understanding that we're really just um, living a lie when we're not living his way. When we don't get up every day and have conversation with Him, have a relationship with Him, find out what He thinks, what His opinion is, far above our own or someone else's, we're not exalting Him. You know, we might go to church and worship Him and listen to a sermon and not even be able to discern that sermon if it's right or wrong because we don't know God, we don't have a relationship our own relationship with him. And he doesn't call that honor. He doesn't. You know, if he's not worth your time to get up an hour or two earlier in the morning so that you can exalt him, so that you can praise and worship him, find out what he thinks, find out the plan that he has for your life, then you're not honoring him. And then when you go to him, he's not going to honor you. We have to honor him. We have to consult him. We have to lift him on high. We have to realize his ways are higher than our ways, and we don't know anything without him. You know, I just think of when I'm asking him to answer a prayer, and he he says things to me that maybe some people wouldn't expect that God would say. And, you know, he calls me out, and he tells me what my motives are. And even if my plans are not his plans or if my plans aren't good for me. He's always telling me truth and giving me a correction that I had no idea that I needed. But when we honor him as our father, we're gonna say, God, you know, what is it that I need to change or what is it that I need to do? I want to honor you. I wanna find out what you're thinking. I remember one day that, I was going to do something, and I'm not patting myself on the back at all. I'm just wanting to teach you his way. And it's learned by relationship with him. Really, I can't um, give you everything that you need, but when you have that relationship with him, you have what you need. That's the part I want to share with you. And so I was um, not sure of something that I was going to do, and I was not having a piece about it. And so I waited. I didn't do it. And the next day, he said that he honored me for that. And that's what he's talking about. You know, do we just go out ahead of him? And I just loved hearing that compliment, you know, because lots of times I get lots of corrections. So a compliment was really fun. And it felt good. And he said that. He said, when you honor me, I'm going to honor you. But if you just go do what you think or what you want to do or what feels good, whether it's right or wrong, or whether I approve of it or not, then, you know, I can't honor you. And then when you come to me, you won't hear me. You know, it really scares me when I hear teachers say things like, well, you know, um, it's okay if you don't hear God, because I don't think it is, because I think that, and the word tells us that we don't hear God, when he's not listening. And he's not listening when really we're exalting ourselves, And you can even see that that's actually not my opinion. When you look at the Word of God, you can see that for yourself. When you honor him, he's going to honor you. In fact, I have in front of me, Psalms um, 50, 23, he who brings an offering of praise and thanksgiving and honors and glorifies me. And he who orders his way aright, who prepares a way that I may show him to him, I will demonstrate the salvation of God. And, you know, that is what we have to do. We have to look to him and find out that path that he has for us. Ephesians 2.20 tells us that when we're born anew, that he recreates us in his image. You know, he recreates, recreates us in Christ Jesus. And then he puts us on a path that leads to good life. So he has good in mind for us. He has only good in mind for us. But we have to be recreated. And a lot of people don't care to be. They don't want to be recreated. They don't want to be in agreement with Jesus. And then, but still, they're calling out to him in a crisis. And you can't call out to someone in a crisis that you have no agreement with, that you have no respect for. Yeah, it makes me think of um, where Jesus was talking about keep on seeking and keep on knocking. And that is what we're to do to get our relationship with him to the place where we're in agreement. And actually, what I was thinking of is a little bit before that, he said, if you knock on a man's door in the middle of the night, you know, if you know him and you're consistent, he's going to open that door. And that's how it is with God. If we know him and we're consistent, we're going to be knocking at that door and we're not going to give up. But those who don't know God give up and they pretty much call God a liar and says he heals some people and not other people. He cares for that person, but he doesn't care for me. But really, it all has to do with relationship. We are to have a relationship with him and we honor him. When you get married, you honor your spouse if you're in a healthy relationship If one person doesn't like one thing, then you oblige that. You're flexible and you go back and forth. And so that, you know, you're loving each other, preferring each other. And that's what God is about. That's the kind of relationship he wants with you. He wants you to prefer him as he prefers you. It's not a one-way relationship at all. And so, you know, it's not that God just wants you to show up on Sunday and you know, fill up that seat, but he wants you to show up on Sunday and make a difference. He wants you to come with your relationship with him and do the thing that he called you to do. He He gave you a talent. He gifted you with a part in his kingdom to do for him and for others. And when we prefer him and do that, we're not even gonna be in that seat very long. We're gonna get up and go do our part if need be. You know, you might have to leave the church that you're in to go do your thing for God, to be on the quest that he has for you to be on, to represent him and be a witness for him. And so to honor him is to find out, what is he thinking? You know, not just think you got it all together. You can't just say you got this without him. Because you don't, you may think you do. But if you think you do without him, then you're deceived then you're thinking that you're really your own God. We need God. And if you don't have God, you need to get God because then you're thinking without Him. And if you're thinking without Him, you're thinking like this much compared to the whole universe because He is so much stronger, smarter, intelligent than you could possibly even think that you are. He knows you inside and out. He put you together. He knows what you were created to do. He knows what you're going to do before you know what you're going to do. He is just way too big for us to think that we don't need him. He is our source. He is the one that created you. And he knows how your life starts and how it's going to end, what you're going to choose and what you're not going to choose. Not that he's planned that part out for you, but he knows the choices that you're going to make. And, you know, he's coming and he is calling us to tell that he's coming. You know, people think that it's been so long in coming that he's not coming anymore. But you know what? Even if he doesn't come in your lifetime, you need to prepare to stand before him. Because if he doesn't come before you leave here, you're still going to stand before him. And Jesus said so plainly um, many times that if we disregard his command, then he's going to say, I didn't know you. Away from me, you who practice lawlessness. And if you just take that without looking at the deeper things of what he's saying, he's saying that because, you know, when you disregard what God is saying to you, he has emotions. You're hurting his feelings. I mean, you're thinking, well, he's God. He is God, but he has feelings. You're made in his likeness. And when you reject him, that makes him sad because he's in love with you. And if you reject him, you're rejecting eternity with him. And so he's giving, good thing he hasn't come yet, because he is giving us lots of chances. When he comes, then it's, you know, then it's too late. If you leave here and you stand before him and you've rejected him, that's between you and him. I don't know what happens, but you don't want to take a chance that it's not too late. You want to take his word literally and you want to know his word for yourself. You don't want to just think you know something because of something someone told you. You don't want someone else to get to know God for you. You want to get to know God yourself. And that's honor. I started to say that. I don't know if I finished what I was saying, but if you don't have enough time for God, that is not honor. If you don't know him, that is not honor. If you haven't taken the time to know him, That is not honoring him. And then you can't expect him to honor you. And he's calling out to you. He's coming and he wants you to quick, get it together. As quick as you can, you need to get it together and get to know him so that when you stand before him, you don't have to give him a bunch of excuses and then take the chance that he's going to say away from me. I never knew you. Matthew 7, 21 through 23, he said, many on that day are going to say to me, Lord, Lord, we did this in your name. We did that in your name. And he's going to say to you, away from me, I never knew you, you who practiced lawlessness. And you don't want him to say that, you know, and it sounds to me like he's talking about two people that um, think they know him and they think they're right with him because they said, we prophesied in your name and we did this in your name. We drove out demons in your name. And he's going to say, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness, so lawlessness is just not knowing him and not doing, I mean, if you're ignorant of his law, then you should know that you need to get to know what his law is so that you can walk in it. You know, I, I know that people make it in by the skin of their teeth the last minute, you know, they, they reach out to God, but, you know, there's, there's a book and he wants you to be in it as an overcomer. He wants you to be a witness. Those who don't know God, you know, if you call yourself a Christian, you don't wanna, and he said that in the Message Bible. Um, it says, these people make a big show, they're saying in the right thing in their hearts and they aren't in it because they act like they're worshiping me, but they don't mean it. And I'm gonna step in and shock them and awake and astonish them. So God is saying to us, today that we are cold towards him. We don't have any emotion towards him. You know, I just think of the people that use God's name in vain. And, you know, they call themselves a Christian, and yet the things that come out of their mouth really show who they are, and that they really don't know God, or they would know that that grieves God. When you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, then it's different. When, When you have a love for God, What you do and what you say matters to you, and it matters to you if you've offended him. And the people that just think that they have to call themselves Christians, really it's our fault that they think that because of the way we talk and the way we spend our lives on ourselves. And if we are true true Christians, then we're going to show the true and living God And we're not gonna talk and act like they're acting, and we're not gonna make it seem to them like all they have to do is say a prayer and that's it, because that is not it. It's, you have to be emotionally involved with God. You have to get to know Him, where you have a real relationship with Him. You know what hurts Him, you know what makes Him happy, you know what grieves Him. You have conversation with Him. You know the plan that He has for your life, you know the things that he's saying and that he's gonna work everything out for you. And he shows you yourself in that relationship. He brings you to that place, but your part is to take the time to get to know him. If you call yourself a Christian, it's not just because you said a prayer, but it's because you decided to live your life for him, to honor him, find out what he thinks, and then live your life accordingly. That's what being a Christian is. It's a relationship. Knowing him, finding out how he feels, taking time for him. If you don't have time for him, just forget it because you need to get to know him. It's not just a prayer. It's not a ticket to heaven. When you say that you ask him to come in your heart and be your Lord, if you don't mean it, he knows that. God is so good. He's so in love with you. And if you've never said that prayer, I would just like to challenge you today to ask him to come and live on the inside of you and to be your God and to seek Him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind to get to know Him so that you can have a real relationship with Him. Jesus said, He came to show us the Father. He said, He came to show us who the Father is. And He said, if you've seen me, if you've heard me, you've seen the Father. He laid down His life for us so that we could be right with the Father, so God's Spirit could come and live on the inside of us, so He could be with us all the time. And he wants to be with you all the time. He wants to give you that good life and he wants time with you. He wants your time, just like anybody else wants time with you. You know, you got to spend that time with him, get to know him and trust him that he's going to do everything he said in this book. And actually, this is how you get to know him. John one says in the beginning was the word and the word is God. He is his word. This is him. And so when you take the time to get to know the word of God, and then you apply this word to your life, you're going to get to know him and he's going to show you who he is and he's going to correct you. And that's a good thing because he corrects those he loves. You correct your children because you love them. You don't just let things slip and um, just let them do what they want and get hurt and get off track and get their life all messed up because you love them. And that's the same thing God's going to do for you. And um, it's not... Time to be offended, but it's a time to learn and to grow, to find out who He created you to be, to be like Him, to be a witness for Him. You want to do that? I just want to pray with you. Revelation tells us Jesus said He's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you invite Him in and you really mean it and you're going to commit to Him, then He's going to come. He's going to do what He said He's going to do and He's going to live on the inside of you and He's going to be there all the time. He's so good. He's so in love with you. Would you pray with me? Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to come and live on the inside of us and be our God. And we just invite you right now. We thank you and praise you that you want to be with us, that you love us, that you came to make things right for us, that you came to make things easy for us. And we just want to just glorify you right now and honor you, not just with our lips, but living our life your way. And I just thank you and praise you that you would help each one of us to do that. Help us not to get off track but to find out your way of doing so that we can live with you here and now and glorify you here and now, show to be true followers of yours and so that we can live with you when we leave here so that we can be a witness for you. We love you, praise you, give you all the glory in Jesus' name, amen. God is so good. He's so in love with you if you said that prayer. I'd love it so much if you let me know if I inspired you today. I'd love it if you let me know. Thank you so much for listening today and God bless you.